Come on, Steve. We've got D in the carpet. Failure is not an option. It's a problem of motivation, all right? Boy's got a mouth like a cannon, always shooting it off. Yeah, something like that. It's the good stuff. And here we go! Shake it back! <laughs> Does that feel good? Yeah, it rhymes. Woo. They're both verbs. It's awesome. So listen to that. Welcome back to another episode of Strictly Outside the Lines. And happy holidays. Um, whatever holiday it was that you celebrated, at this point we are in that in-between period between all the holidays and New Year's. And I really hope that you got something from last week's episode. You know, We talked all about not waiting and getting things done. And here's the thing. Chances are you did wait a little bit. Chances are that episode freaked you out a little bit <laughs> um, and made you think twice about everything that you're doing, and you probably didn't feel so great coming out of that. Um, but I, here's the thing. I want you to harness that. I want you to take that, and I want you to now use that moving forward. I know that last week's episode was probably a bit hard-hitting, especially all those stats. I know when I read those stats, it, it really freaked me out. Um, and it made me think to myself, well, what's to say that this year is going to be di any different? Uh, because last year was no different, and the year before that was no different. And here's the thing, though. Um, look at that, actually. Look at your last year. Look at the year before that. Was things really not different? Were they really not different? Did nothing change? If nothing changed, well, that's a separate story that we should... Let's talk about that. Reach out to me. But... I guarantee you that in one way or another, something did change. And you changed. And you grew. And I want you to focus on that for a little bit. Because that really is going to be the, the focus of today's episode. Today, Today's episode, we're going to be talking more about taking that, that motivation from last week and applying it to be able to move forward. So that you can get started today and hit your goals already by January 1st which is just in a couple days from now, so that way this next year, this year of 2023, is the year where you really take control of your life. But I want you to first understand that you've grown throughout your story. Whatever your story may be, whatever your life experience has been, you've grown, and you've changed, and you've adapted, which means that if you've done it once before, you can do it again. No questions asked. I know many of my listeners, you know, have gone through difficulties and hardships. They've gone through hard times, whether it was family tri family troubles or whether it was financial troubles, health issues, whatever it may be. I know you've been there, and I know you've come through it. But here's the thing, and here's the thing: if you did it once, you can do it again. So you have to hold on to that. Remember that. Because that is going to be part of that inspiration and that motivation that keeps you going. You know, life is like a roller coaster. It's probably an overused line, but it's the truth and what I've seen. Actually, really, life is more like a story arc, if you actually think about it. But life is like a roller coaster. There's going to be these ups and downs. There's going to be these twists and turns. If you're on a roller coaster and you're sitting stiff as a board, you're not going to enjoy that ride. You're going to come out bruised and beaten and broken. <laughs> the more you resist it, the more it's going to hurt. 
But the more you kind of go with the flow, you lean into the turns, you lean into the, the ups and the downs, the more enjoyable the ride is. You know, I remember when I was much younger, um, I don't know, probably 14, 15 years old. It was my first experience at sleepaway camp. I was actually, I was, I was 14 years old. It was my first experience at a sleepaway camp. Um, I was there for a month and um, we went on this grand trip to, um, I don't remember what it was called, Six Flags or Hershey's Park or something on the East Coast. And they were dividing all the campers into groups of what types of rides do you want to go on. Do you want to go on the big scary rides? Do you want to go on the little teeny tiny rides? Or do you want to go on like the medium rides? And I didn't really, I didn't enjoy roller coasters at that time. Uh, I was very much scared of them for whatever reason. I don't know why, but whatever, you know, I was 13 years old, 13 year old kid, never been on a roller coaster before. Um, and I said, you know what, I was going to go on the, the, the little rides, the, the itty bitty rides, the, the not so scary rides. But a g- bunch of my friends were actually going on the medium level. And the counselor who was taking them was one of my favorite counselors. And I said, you know what? Okay, so I went over to the counselor and I said, I want to go with you, but I want to be able to sit next to you. And I want to be able to hold your hand if um, if I get scared. Is that okay? And he said, yeah, sure. We're going to have a great time. and It's going to be so, so much fun. It's going to be awesome. And I said, okay, great. And everybody else was encouraging in the group. And so we, we head out. We head into the park. And we go to the first ride and there's something like the talon i'm like the talon like that does not sound like a medium ride and it was one of these suspended roller coasters where you're you're dangling from the top and i remember going up and going in line and i was i was getting ready to quit i was like no no this is not going to happen and and my the counselor that i was with was encouraging me he's like no don't worry it's gonna be fun you'll, you'll be okay you'll sit next to me and we go we get closer we get closer we finally go and i'm like i can't do this he says listen if you don't want to go that's fine but you're gonna to have to wait at the e- at the exit on your own and that was the only thing i didn't the only thing i wanted to do less than go on the ride was to wait on my own so we go we strap in i'm sitting next to him he's like don't worry i i promise you it's not such a scary ride okay it's it's very gentle it's only a little bit of ups and downs and again i had no frame of reference for what a roller coaster was like so there we go we get on and the thing starts going and it's slowly going up and it goes to the top and then there's this massive drop and I let out the loudest scream I've ever heard (laughs) and we go through the whole thing and the whole thing lasts all of 30 seconds but at the end of it I had had so much fun and I was excited I'm like let's do that again and the counselor obviously he knew that that would happen he knew that once you get in once you've got no choice once you've committed and you've taken that leap and you're strapped in, and you're ready to go, then you just go with the flow. And we had so much fun with that. But that was something that stuck with me for a while. I mean, even the fact that I still remember it today, there's not many things that I remember. (laughs) But that is one thing that I do remember, because it was a very important lesson for me, both at the time and later on in life. You know, at the time, it was that, okay, I could do this. I could overcome my fears, and that the things that, that I tell myself in my brain are not necessarily the reality of what it is. And then I was able to go on so many other rides that time, um, you know, in that in that park when we were on that trip, that were rides I never would have necessarily gone on. And then years later, when I was a counselor, I had a kid who really wanted to go on some of these rides, and and he was terrified and he was really scared, but he really wanted to go. He wanted to be with his friends, and so I like I did the same thing with him. I encouraged him. I got him to go on, and um, and I think you know at the end of the day, he had a great time. But applying that moving forward. It's the same thing here. It's like we have these goals. We have these dreams of what we want to accomplish. And we look at the year ahead of us. 
And we're like, how am I, how am I supposed to accomplish this? How am I, how am I going to be able to do this? It's a, a full year of doing this. It's scary. It's terrifying. I don't believe in myself enough. I don't believe I have the confidence to, to be able to do this. What am I going to do? Well, a baby step. First, you get in line. Then you commit to getting on the ride. And then you just give in to the ride. So today I want to talk about how to do that, how to, how to set your goals, set your visions, um, and start achieving those goals. Now, again, we talk primarily in the four areas of faith, finances, family, and, and fitness. Um, you know, I translate that more really to spirituality, relationships, health, and um, whatever the last one is. I'm blinking. It's early in the morning. <laughs> anyway, so whatever it is, you choose that area that you want to make a change. Choose that area that you want to make a difference in, in and commit to that. But first, remember where you're coming from. Look at how far you've come. Look at what you've accomplished thus far. My health today is a lot better than where it was years ago. My relationship with my wife and my kids is much better along than what it was years ago. My financial situation is thousands of times better than where it was just a year ago. And it's all because we took little changes. So when I'm working with an individual, when I'm working with a client on helping them to start affecting change in their life, there's a three-step process that I like to use, um, and it's 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 nothing necessarily specific or, or proven by science, scientific fact, but the fact of the matter is it's been proven to work with everybody that I've worked with, and not only that, it's pretty much the same steps that anybody else would use, but the way I, I call it is, is define, organize, and optimize. The very first step we have to do is we have to define what it is that we are looking to change. What is the, the issue? that we want to fix, what is the problem that we're going to make better. Define what it is, whatever area in your life. If you're talking about your relationships, well, you don't feel like you don't have a bad relationship with your wife, but it's just not great. So what is the problem? What's missing? And this is a process I've used. I've, I've looked at my marriage now, and thank God my marriage now is so much better off than where it was two years ago, three years ago, five years ago. You know, it's grown exponentially. But I look at it and I say, okay, how can it be better? Well, one thing is intentional time. That's one something I want to get more, I want to get better about, is that the time that my wife and I spend together, it should be more intentional. I want to be better about acts of service for her. You know, her, her love language is acts of service. So for me doing the dishes, me committing more to doing the dishes, um, that, you know, and people are going to say, well, doing the dishes is, it's not just for her. It's for your whole family. It's for you too. Well, yes, 100%. But there's different roles that each person in the, in the family plays. And um, more often than not, she's the one doing the dishes. So therefore, me doing the dishes or me sweeping or cleaning up or vacuuming or whatever it may be, that that is a way for me to express and show my love to her. The time that we spend together to be more intentional, to be off my phone, to sp plan specific date nights where we can do something that she enjoys, that we enjoy, that we enjoy together. Maybe it's communication working on how I speak to her, how I listen to her. Those are areas where you can start thinking about how do you improve your relationship with your wife? How do you improve your relationship with your kids? What is, what is missing from your life with your relationship with your kids? Define that. What are your health goals? And here's the thing. You don't have to start big. You don't have to say, I want to get a six-pack. By the way, I don't know why it's the standard for being healthy and fitness is a six pack. I don't know where that came from. Uh, to me, I feel like that's one of those false things that we all, all kind of like attached ourselves to. 
Um, you know, it, but you know, if but maybe health goals for you is just being able to go on a two mile walk without tiring yourself out. Maybe for health goals for you is being able to walk up five flights of stairs without huffing and puffing. Maybe health goals for you is mental health, taking time for your health, taking time for yourself to just be and think and process and relieve yourself of some of the mental strain and stress that you might be experiencing. Whatever it is, you don't have to start big. You can start small. You should start small. Just like with when it comes to taking care of debt, there's this idea called the snowflake method where it's you pay off um, one card after another after another and, and you make minimum payments to the rest of the cards and you choose one card, whether it's the one that has the, the, the most debt or one that has the least amount of debt. I think it's the least amount of debt and you pay off that card first. And once you've paid off that card, you use the amount that you were putting towards that card and you keep it going towards other cards. And then you do that until you've paid off all your debt. And it's a snowball effect. Just like if you roll a snowball down a hill, it slowly picks up speed and it, it gains it in, in, in weight and size. Same thing there. But you can do you can apply that to any area of your life. You don't have to change everything overnight. Remember, there's no such thing as an overnight success. Things take time. Change takes time. So start small, but define for yourself what it is you're going to change. And I would suggest if you can focus on one thing from each area of those four areas, um, you know, again, faith, family, finances, fitness, the four F's as they call them, choose one thing in each of those areas. And if that's too much, then that's fine. Start with one or maybe two, whatever it is. And here's the thing, I referenced it last time. There's this amazing book called The 12-Week Year, which I absolutely love. And it really, he does a great job of just taking this idea of annual goals, so from January to December, and just throwing them in the trash. Instead, focus on 12 weeks. 12 weeks at a time. That's all it takes. And you focus on a goal. And again, read the book. It'll give you more specifics. But it, the goals that you, you decide for yourself, the goals that you make have to be things that are, you know, first of all, there's, there's the idea of the bigger vision, okay? So... In your life, what is your bigger vision? And that is what everything is going to be working towards, whether that's a two-year, five-year, 10-year, 15-year plan, whatever it is. I've mentioned it before. I have a plan. You know what? I'll just say it. I'll put it out there in the airwaves, and maybe somebody has a way that they can help by listening to this. My goal is within the next five years to own and operate a, a ranch slash farm that will act not only as our homestead, our place where we live, but it'll also act as a health and wellness center for people who are looking to find their purpose, looking to reconnect with themselves, reconnect with their faith, reconnect with their family, whatever it may be. But they're looking for a place and they need a place to come, a place to call home, a place to just be. They're looking for a place where they can come and they can have either facilitated growth and facilitated healing through the various healers that will be there, the, the various you know, individuals, whether coaches, counselors, therapists, whatever it may be. But my goal is to have this ranch, this place for people to come, where they can participate, where they can be there, they can discover themselves, learn more about themselves, they can heal from traumas, they can work on, on developing themselves into who they're going to be tomorrow. And during all that, we're going to have on site, our ranch hands, so to speak, will be young teens between the ages of, of you know, 14, 15 to, to 20, 22. And they'll be there to help out, but they'll also be there to be working on themselves, to working on their anxiety, to working on their confidence, their skill set. People who wouldn't normally fit into, these are individuals, kids who wouldn't fit into your typical 
high school program, your typical college program, whatever it may be, and they're coming here and they're, they're coming to have a way of learning and growing their confidence. And that's really what this whole ranch and farm will be. It's more, it's less about the food production and more about people coming to heal. So this is, it's a, it's a lofty goal. It's, it's a five year at minimum probably. I mean, I could get there in two years with certain things working out, but we're talking about five years from now. Ten years from now, it's going to be even bigger than that. But this is a goal that I have. This is a vision, a vision I have of having this place and being able to help heal a million people, right? Lofty goal, lofty vision. Will I ever help? Will, will I ever get there as far as healing a million people? I have no idea. doesn't matter. It gives me something to work towards. However, and this is oftentimes what happens when people set goals. They're like, okay, I want to get $50,000 a year. Ah, that's a small goal. I want to I make $250,000 a year. Okay, where are you right now? Right now I'm making $50,000. Look, we're looking at where you are now, 50,000 to 250,000 is a massive leap. It's a massive jump. And you're going to look at that and you're going to say, "Well, that's not going to happen." Or you're going to start pursuing it, and then as you get hit with setback after setback and challenge after challenge, you're going to give up because oh, it's just too much. And that's, that's that's normal. That's totally fine. Like I get that. That's happened to me many, many times. So that's what I'm saying. Have the vision. Have the big goal. What are you looking to accomplish in the long term? And then break it down. Take that big vision. Take that big goal and break it down to what needs to happen between now and then. So for me with my ranch, okay, well, I know I'm nowhere near that. Financially, I'm not there. Um, Knowledge-wise, I don't know the first thing about running ranches or farms. So what have I started doing? I looked at, okay, well, that's where I want to get. So I know finance is going to be one thing. I know fundraising is going to have to be another area that I'm going to have to tackle, and I'm not there yet. Um, there's going to be taking care of animals and things like that. So, you know, kind of scrubbing through it and going to what is the thing that I can start now? Well, I can start learning about farming and ranching. I can start connecting with people who are already doing that, people who are in the homesteading life. And homesteading really is its a smaller version of this larger goal that I have. So... We want to be able to live off the land and, 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 you know, raise chickens and eat their eggs and raise cattle and be able to process them and, and, and eat from them. Well, I have to, that has to start somewhere. So from that perspective, I can start now. From the financial perspective, you're talking about re- running a ranch and a farm that, that you know, that, that's we're talking probably hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars that you're going to have to manage. Okay, so let me start now with my low-income job right now. Let me start here. Let me get this budget done right. So you start small. What can I do now? So I've defined for myself over the next 90 days, the next 12 weeks, what am I going to be doing in these areas of life? For me personally, um, I chose that the main focuses over the next 12 weeks is going to be my family, being more intentional with my time with my wife, being more intentional with my time with my kids, and my finances. Those are two things that I'm going to focus on. For finances, it's budgeting, getting even stricter with our budget, making sure all of our money is going where it needs to be, making sure not only are we you know, put, spending money in the right way, but also that I'm bringing in more money, that I'm utilizing everything at my, in my ability to create greater income, which really comes from creating greater impact. And the key factor here in all of this, when, especially when it comes to finances, is my faith. How much do I trust in God? How much do I believe that God is going to help me along my way 
financially and with, with everything. And that really comes down to giving to others, giving charity. So I'm, I'm and I spoke about this previously. For me, um, the, you know, Torah talks about giving a tenth of, of all that, that you, you create, a tenth of your income, giving that to those who do not have money, giving that to those who cannot afford, giving that to those who don't have food. So for me, that's a very important part of the Torah, part of Jewish law that I follow, is I strongly believe in giving a tenth, you know, tithing, as they say. So whatever it is, those are my two areas that I'm going to be focusing on for the next 12 weeks. And you know what? Here's the thing. There's so much that you're going to want to accomplish, especially if you're like me, you're, you're a dreamer and you're an achiever and you're an overachiever. There's a lot that you want to accomplish. I, I want to be on that ranch and I want to be there now. I don't want to wait two years. I don't want to wait five years. I want it right now. But here's the thing. As we said last time, success takes time. And it's a slow process. And one of the things that I've learned throughout my years of pursuing success is that you really have to let go and let God. So set your goal. Define your goal. What is it that you're Define your vision. What is the big thing that you are pursuing? What is the big thing that, that you are chasing? And here's the thing, spoiler alert, if your vision does not involve helping others and being a benefit to others and to society, you don't have a good vision. Your, your vision must contain the benefit of others. Otherwise, you're wasting your time on this earth. We weren't put here for our own selfish reasons. We were put here to make the world a better place. So therefore, everything we do must be towards helping others and giving back to the world, giving back to God. Now, you have to take care of yourself first, but you must have a vision that involves using your talents and abilities to help others. So define that goal. Define that vision. Take that vision, break it down into smaller, more tangible goals on a 12-week basis. Now, whatever your goal is, make sure that it's tangible, and make sure it's actionable and measurable, okay? So using my example of family time, I wanna be more intentional with my time with my kids, okay? What does that mean? Measurable means I'm going to spend 30 minutes with my son, 30 minutes with my daughter every day or once a week, whatever it is, that I haven't fully decided. You know, let's decide right now. I'm going to spend 30 minutes specifically with my son and 30 minutes specifically with my daughter twice a week, okay? That's measurable. I know that if I've spent at least 30 minutes, I'm, I'm keeping to my commitment. It has to be actionable. How am I going to spend that time? Well, my daughter likes playing house, so I'm going to have to learn to tap into my inner child to play house with her, play dolls with her. My son loves playing cars, so I'm going to play cars with him. And here's the thing. Oftentimes as adults, as parents, all these things that we used to do as kids, somehow we have such a hard time doing now. Something tells me it's got to do with issues of inner child or trauma from inner child or whatever it may be. And I was thinking about that this week. Like when I was growing up, I absolutely loved playing with cars. And then at some point it kind of shifted. And so something that what used to be so easy and used to be so, you know, well, easy for me to do with playing with cars at some point, it's just like, no, I'm, I'm not interested anymore. So when my son wants to play cars with me to get myself to be that imaginative and that creative, I don't, I don't know why I have such a hard time doing that. Um, but it's something I have to look into and I have to explore that and figure that out and then just get down to it. But the point is 
30 minutes for my daughter, 30 minutes for my son, intentional time. Now, that does not exclude the two hours a day that I'm at home. So if I'm at home two hours a day after work, after podcasting, after coaching, or in between things, whatever it is that I have my set time from six to eight that I'm home. So 30 minutes twice a week with my son, 30 minutes twice a week with my daughter. The rest of the time can be with both of them. The rest of the time can be doing household chores, whatever it may be. And I also have to give my wife that same thing. So it has to be measurable. How do I know that I am achieving my goal? Well, it's measurable because it is time-based. Um, if you're looking to lose weight, what is the what is the goal that you're looking to hit as far as that? You're looking to lose 50 pounds. You're looking to hit the weight of 110 pounds. You're looking to hit 200 pounds. Whatever it may be, make sure it's measurable. Finances, you want to be able to put $3,000 in savings. You want to be able to have three months of rent and savings. Whatever it is that you can do, and it has to be, again, for 12 week in a 12-week period, it has to be something that you can attain, but it's a stretch. It pushes you a little bit. So for me, with my family and my finances, family, the stretch is really going to be more of an internal stretch, getting myself to set everything aside for that time and spend time with them. Finances, it's going to be a stretch to bring in the income goal that I want to bring in, to have the impact that I want to have. But whatever it is, you have 12 weeks to do it, set a goal, make it very clear, make it measurable and actionable. Okay? And then you start, you hit the ground and you start running with it. So you define what it is you're going to do. Organize your game plan and then optimize. That's the last step. So I have define, organize, and then I have optimize. Optimize your game plan. Optimize who you are, everything that you have in in your ability right now to help you achieve those goals. So when I'm working with somebody, we define what are their goals. We organize that game plan and then we optimize. We look around them. You optimize what they have right now. What do you have that you can lean into? Again, in the roller coaster, you lean into the curves. You lean into the terms. Who do you have right now that you can lean into, you can lean on, that you can pull from? I, you know, I've worked incredibly hard on, on developing this round table of resources and tools for people to use, whether it's individuals or whether it's books. Again, you anybody listening to this podcast has access to my round table, whether it's my business mentors who are helping me build an online business, whether it's my financial advisor who's helping me with my life insurance and, and my and general budgeting and as well as long-term money. Um, whether it's the counselors that I'm in touch with, if you need any of that, reach out to me. I, I'm happy to introduce you to this roundtable of vetted resources and individuals. So look around you, optimize where you are in life, what you have available to you, and utilize it. Okay, because that's the thing. We've spoken about this before. You're not going to be able to do this on your own. It takes it takes a village, right? You want to achieve your goals. There's people around you that can help you do that. You do not have to do this alone. You should not be doing this alone. You know, again, we're sitting right now between the holidays and, and, and January 1st. Last week, I gave you a lot of the stats as to why things fail. To this week, we're talking about how to make it successful. So first of all, you're going to start. You're going to start now. Start by setting that game plan and then and then get to it. What are Those actionable steps that you can take. Okay, so again, you have your vision. You have your goals, you're working on it for 12 weeks or 90 days. And another key thing that I want to talk about for a bit is the ability to, you know, we spoke about owning your story, but understand that you're living a story. You're living a life that you get to write the script. So we oftentimes do not see how things are playing out for our benefit. 
we don't see how the career changes, how the life challenges that we go through, how they are actually part of our story. But so often, the things that we think are setbacks or derailments are actually a huge part of helping us become who we're meant to be and do what we're meant to do. Um, you know, as, a, as a, an example, there's an individual that I know of who, um, when we were younger, really wanted to go into the film industry, um, entertainment industry, and, and he started getting his feet wet and he was doing really well with it and things were going really well. Um, but then as time went on, you know, he had to make money, um, he had to support a family and the industry he was in, it just wasn't, it wasn't able to do that. Not, a, not as a, a, an Orthodox Jew, it was very difficult. It was difficult to keep to his religious standards and still perform the way he needed to perform in that industry. So he ended up going into real estate because it was more financially sound. You know, it was able to provide better financial situation for him and for his family and became really successful at it. And he did that for probably, I don't know, 10, 15 years or so. And he really worked really hard and he learned how to, how to make investments, how to connect with investors and, and run businesses and all that sort of thing, which was seemingly unrelated to the industry that he really had his heart set in, which was, you know, entertainment and film. Now, a couple of years later, well, after 10, 15 years later, he's been in, in the real estate industry. He's learned how to manage money. He's learned how to run businesses. He's learned how to speak to investors and get investors and whatnot. Now, recently, an opportunity came for him to join an existing entertainment company that was not the typical one that he was involved with 15, 20 years previously. And now he's helping them run this successful entertainment company. Not only that, but he's actually doing what he wanted to do previously. And he's doing it in a way that he didn't think he would be doing it in. You know, so if he wanted to release films, he's not releasing films, he's releasing books. But whatever it may be, the point the point is that this story, I, I want to illustrate this because, and, and this is not the only one that, that it happened with. Um, you look, I mean, I look back on my life and I can see the same thing, but we start off, we get in a very specific interest in something. For me, it was coaching. From a very young age, I wanted to help people. I wanted to, I wanted to coach. I wanted to help them achieve their goals. I wanted to help them, you know, um, embrace and embody their missions. And I was young, 10, 13, 12 years old, and I was already wanting to do this. And then I ended up going to the educational field, right, and teaching and whatnot. But throughout it all, I learned valuable skills that I would need. And that's the thing is oftentimes we start off with this, this inspiration, this desire, this dream to accomplish something, to do something, to be someone. And over time, life hits us. And we end up doing something almost completely different, something that we wouldn't expect to do. And we think like, okay, that's it. You know, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to be able to achieve my goals. I'm not going to be able to achieve my dreams. And there's going to come a time when you're going to have the chance to once again pursue your dreams, pursue that vision that you had. And it's not going to be easy. It's going to require a leap. But if you look back at it and you look back at your story, you're going to see just how well everything played out. The fact that you went through that career shift or you had to take a job that wasn't in the industry that, that you were initially expecting to go into and how it really, at the end of the day, it was God's plan. who was And he was 
putting things in, in your way, putting things in your path for you to embrace and to utilize so that you could actually achieve your goal so much better. If I hadn't gone into education, I would be nowhere near as capable as I am today with helping people. I wouldn't have been able to help as many people as, as I have. So we have to understand that we may not be able to see what's ahead of us. We can do our best to plan for it. And again, you, you must pick a vision, choose a vision, have a vision, make some goals, and then start taking action. But also be okay with the process, be okay with the timeline. So for me, I have this goal that really within you know two years from now, we'll be living on that ranch. That's, that's really what I would like to do. I would like that within two years, we're living on the ranch. I'm setting a more realistic goal, so to speak, of five years. But at the end of the day, however long it takes, I'm okay with that because I know that God has a much better plan. And here's the thing. Not a couple months ago, a month and a half ago, um, I shared this vision. I shared this dream with a bunch of individuals at a, at a retreat, and it was absolutely incredible. It was extremely impactful. And because of that, things took off, and I started meeting this person and that person. Left and right, I was being introduced to individuals who had the same goal or same vision, or they were going to be able to impact or help me with my vision and goal, whatever it was. And things started taking off really quickly, but then slowly things started petering out. And I heard this over the weekend. Somebody said to me, he said, yeah, but you know why? You know why that's happened? You know why that's happening? It's a test to see how important is this to you? Are you going to hold on? Are you going to keep pushing forward? Are you really going to lean into that? Again, remember the roller coaster. Lean in to the curves. Lean in to the turns. If you fight those turns, you, you fight those struggles, you fight those challenges, you're just going to come out bruised, beaten, broken. Lean into it, though. So every time there's seemingly a setback, lean into that. Say, hmm, what can I learn from this setback? What can I learn from this? You know, I, I shared with you how there was a point where, you know, financially we were just so broken that I couldn't pay the bills and I had to call somebody and ask them for alone, ask them for charity. And I, you know what I learned from that? I learned to humble myself enough to be able to ask. Because here's the thing, when I'm running a ranch and it's a nonprofit and I'm going to have to reach out to people and ask them for help financially, you know how humble you have to be able to be to do that? So this was a lesson. This was practice. So whatever it is that you are pursuing, again, you right now are at the perfect time. This is going to release the 27th or the 28th. And you're at a perfect time. You've got a couple days to January. And you're probably thinking, you know what? I can wait. I can wait till January 1st. I can wait till January 2nd. Why wait? Start now. Pick that vision. Right now, the very first step that you can take is think about that vision create those goals. Choose one or two areas in your life, looking at faith, family, finances, fitness. One or two areas in your life. And one of those four things, choose one or two that you're going to focus on for the next 90 days. That's it. That's all you got to do. 90 days, 12 weeks. Create some actionable steps that are measurable and start going after them. Look for the individuals that can help you along the way. Look for the people that will be there to help you, guide you, hold your hand. And for God's sake, give yourself a break. Be okay with the challenges. Be okay with not hitting your goals when you want to hit them right the way, right away. Okay? It takes time. It takes effort. There's going to be setbacks. There's going to be challenges. There's going to be tribulations. 
there's going to be all the other T words that stand for troubles and challenges and tribulations, <laughs> okay? You're going to experience stuff. That's part of life. Enjoy the process. Go with the flow. As I like to say, let God and let go. There's one thing that I've learned. It's really that, you know, God does not work the way we want him to work. He does not work the way we think he will work. God works the way that we need him to work. God does for us not what we want, but what we need. I, I share, you know, I'll finish off with this, but there's a good friend of mine, and and in uh, and, and many ways he's a business partner, but he's a friend, he's a business partner, but he's also a client of mine. Um, yeah, he's more of a friend than a client. And he and I share how in Judaism we're taught that when you give charity, charity is the one thing that you can challenge God on. You can give $100,000 to God and say, God, I demand that you pay this back 10 times. And it's known that God wants you to do that. So whatever, whenever you give charity, God gives you back that amount plus 10 or plus 10 times or something, like, either 10 times or 100 times, whatever it is. I don't know. The point is, though, I look around me and I hear these stories of these people Oh, I was in such dire straits, and so I do donated my last $100, and sure enough, I got a $1,000 deal. Whatever, it's these stories where people are giving charity, and, and they're getting back so much more. That's never happened to me. Not once. But you know what has happened to me? I've been in a situation where I've given charity, and somebody gave charity back in the form of the thing that I needed, whether it was coaching that I needed, whether it was a website build that I needed, whether it was... A car, I've never gotten a car, but the point is God doesn't necessarily work in the way that we want him to work or the way that we think we need him to do for us. He works in the way that we actually need. Because here's the thing, all those things that I received, whether it was coaching or there's a website build or podcast help or, 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 I don't know, a notebook or whatever it may be, food, all those things that we receive people through people's generosity I never would have been able, if I had that money, that would have cost the $5,000 it would cost for coaching or, or um, you know, the espresso machine that we got. Hey, there we go, an espresso machine. I've always wanted an espresso machine, right? Um, I never would have spent money on it. But God said, hey, take that espresso machine. Here you go. Somebody's going to give it to you. You need coaching. You want coaching to be able to work on some of the things you're working on? Here you go. Here's somebody who's going to do it for you. So we have to remember that we write our story. We're the ones who define and determine how it's going to end. God is the one who helps us along the path and, and make that story as adventurous as possible, as meaningful as possible. So as you set out, you're getting ready to conquer 2023. As you set out on this journey, getting ready to make a difference in your life and the lives of, of your family, the lives of your children, the lives of your spouse, and the world at large. Get ready. Write those things down. Go with encouragement, remembering that you've done this before. You've changed before. You've grown before. You can do it again. And remember that we're here for you. We're here to help. I hope you heard that. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much to me if you would let me know by hitting that follow button and the notification bell so that the next time I release an episode, you'll be notified and you'll be able to listen to it. Additionally, it would help me immensely if you could leave me a rating and, of course, write a review. I would love to hear back from you, from your feedback, whatever it may be. So please be sure to reach out either through my email, through any of my social media platforms, or by leaving a voice note. Uh.
I'd say that was a pretty successful broadcast.